Hi, welcome to Pink Fog, Trans in Spain, new podcast. My name's Carla and I'd like to welcome you wherever you are, wherever you are in the world. Um, I'm in Spain at the moment, where I live, and uh, in the Costa Blanca. And uh, I'd just like to say before I start that we're not representative of the whole trans community. And we're here to have some fun and some chat and some talking. And hopefully you'll get a bit of support from us while we're talking and in between our podcasts. Um, Hopefully we'll share ideas, experiences, and we make it a regular podcast. So I'd just like to say as well that we're new to this. So um, so bear with us. Um, Everything's a learning. And... um, by the time we've done a few hundred, we'll probably be really good at it. Um, I'd just like to say my name's Carla and I'm a, a trans girl. I prefer the, the term T-girl. Um, as I said, I live in Costa Blanca, Spain, and I've been out since June 2020. And I'd say outside since April 2021. Um, I'm not a cross-dresser. I don't consider myself a transvestite or a tranny or any of the other things that um, people like to call me. Um, I'm a T-girl or a trans girl or a transgender woman sometimes, that's fine. Um, At the moment, I balance my life between genders. Um, So sometimes I go by my male birth gender. Um, but I often prefer to be in my female gender, the one I've chosen, and feel much, much better about. I've thought about transition, because you have to, because it's out there. But I have no plans to, certainly not at the moment. I don't plan to live full-time as a woman or take any hormones. But I am incredibly happy in my feminine life. I'm married to a wonderful woman who supports me completely and I'm a fully qualified hypnotherapist and happy to use it whenever I can to hypnotise people just to help them. I also write poetry and you might be inflicted with some of my poetry at some stage during these, these podcasts. I'd like to encourage people out there to contact me with questions, thoughts, experiences and poems and ideas. My email address is sweetlips, that's with a lips with a double P, sweetlips12 at gmail.com. I'll repeat that towards the end. Um, I'm going to be doing the podcast with a good friend of mine, Rachel, um, who's a tea girl also, and um, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm an English tea girl living out here in the sunny Costa Blanca in Spain like Carla is. I moved here with my wife two years ago and I came out to her in October 2020. Prior to this I'd been on and off dressing for most of my teenage and adult life, all of which has been in secret and in the closet so to speak. I'm not full-time but I would absolutely love to be. However I love my wife who really supports me and therefore I have to balance things at the moment which I find difficult but I'm coping with that. I am beginning to transition slowly behind closed doors and in secret I have started taking hormones but they are beginning to have some effects now which is going to be hard to keep secret as time goes by for obvious reasons. 
On a professional basis, I'm a trained and qualified NLP practitioner, and I specialize in helping people improve their confidence and overcoming any limiting behaviors they may wish to remove that they have. Thank you. Have you noticed we sound really serious? <laughs> we do. We do. We sound really serious at the moment. It's like it's 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 our first our first podcast, and we've made a few notes, and we're like we're like reading it off the off a page. Um, it's really really difficult because it's not natural, is it? So, um, so we're, so we'll move on. Um, why 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 have we called it Pink Fog Trans in Spain? Um, I don't know whether you know what pink fog is. Um, it's, it's a term I've heard one, uh, over over the years, and um, and um, we've had to look on, on online to find out what pink fog actually is. And um, there's loads of different um, loads of different interpretations of pink fog. Uh, what what's pink fog mean to you? Well, that's an interesting one, Carla. Because um, I thought pink fog meant the coming down after you've had. A lovely time out dressing like when we went to Benny Dawn Pride we spent four days as girls and it was heaven and then I had a real downer when I went home and had to get back into man garb and I to me that's what I thought pink fog was but now I understand a bit more about it I think for me it's the feeling I get I get a funny feeling inside when I when I see some clothing or a pair of shoes or I may just spot a woman in the street wearing something I want to wear or I love the way she's presenting herself and I I get this feeling that I want to be her, but it comes with a physical feeling as well, and it affects me. Sometimes it makes me go a bit dizzy. Uh, sometimes I get a bit of a buzzing feeling, um, and I feel very different inside, almost like a craving, um, but it's not a craving, it's, it's more than that, and, and it doesn't go away. So that's the best I can describe it. Mm, I get that, I get that completely. Uh, my, mine's that feeling, the feminine feeling. When you move from male to female, I mean, I've I've read stuff and it said people fog can hit people differently depending on where they fall in the gender spectrum. And one of the things we, we will be talking about at some stages is, is this, uh, this gender spectrum, um, because we're all on the spectrum. It doesn't matter who you are and where you are, whether you agree or you disagree. We're on a spectrum from male completely at one end to female at the other. And some people say it's a sense of euphoria where all you can do is about think about expressing your feminine side when you and you count down the hours till the next time you can do. That definitely and that resonates with me. That's definitely how I feel. Um, there's a devil may care attitude when you might engage in risk taking behaviour. Um, it's an interesting one that because um, I had a drink one night while I was dressed up. Um, and I was dressed up at home, and I left. I decided to, I decided to um, drop a load of hints to someone, and um, eventually they said, "What are you trying to tell me, Carla?" Well, it wasn't Carla. She didn't know at the time. What are you trying to tell me? Uh, I said, "I can't tell you at the moment. I've had a drink, and my wife's sitting next to me, and I've said more than I should." <laughs> so I called her the next day, and I told her. Uh, it came out. Uh, one of the numerous times I've had to come out to people. Um, there's also binging behaviour when you go out and spend loads of money on clothes, makeup, and shoes. And I've got to say, shopping, shopping's taken on a whole new, whole new thing for me as a, as Carla. Um, shopping means something completely different than it ever did before.
it, it, it is a lifelong thing, this, by the way. It, it's not something that suddenly happened because I came out in June 2020. Um, there's also gender dysphoria that can trigger it. Um, gender dysphoria that unease. I've, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to tread on anyone's toes, but I've gone with a, a definition of dysphoria um, that says the person may have a mismatch between their biological sex and their gender identity. If you don't like that definition, it's the NHS in the UK that's come up with that one. But that's. Um, I find that quite a not a negative. Um, definition. I my definition is more of a positive definition, in that when I dress as Carla and I am Carla, I become a different person and a more positive person, and I'm a much better person for that. Um, so it I don't feel the unease in my biological, in in, in that sense, but I do feel a sense of happiness when I trans form into Carla, um, um, distraction, forgetfulness, inadequate sleep and eating habits can also be part of it. Um, I do struggle sometimes with the balance, I would like to spend a lot more time as Carla, but that's the world I'm living in at the moment. Um, um, I am can be caught up in my female world and often my wife will say to me, that's all you ever think about. In fact, she said that this morning. You think about that all the time. Can I just say that I get the same thing from my wife. She says to me all the time, all you think about is being Rachel. You just want to be Rachel all the time. You constantly talk about Rachel. And I actually started thinking, I knew it wasn't me, but I thought maybe it was because she was convincing me it was. So I started keeping notes of what I actually did on my phone. And actually, most of the time it was her that was mentioning it. And I've, I've sort of analysed that in my own mind. And the reason why I think this is coming is that it's at the front of her mind. It's like when you buy a new car. Everybody's driving that car. Because it's new for our wives, it's at the front of their minds. So every bit of our behaviour, they think is because we want to be the girl side of us, not the guy side of us. Yeah. And they think that's all we're thinking about. And they may be right, but they've got no evidence to support it. Yeah. So my wife is constantly saying, all you think about is Rachel. And actually, she couldn't be further from the truth because I'm... Most of the time I'm thinking about not upsetting her or catching up on the jobs I've got to do or I've got to drive somewhere, I've got to do guy stuff. And I'm not thinking about being Rachel at that point. So it's an interesting one that you make that. I think we all probably suffer with that to a certain extent. Those are that's come out anyway. Well, part of that pink fog says you're wanting to talk about being female and you're bursting to tell everybody. And from the second I came out to my wife, that's what I've wanted to do. And I've probably told least a dozen people now but I can't do it where I live which is one of the things I'd be interested to find what other people think because a lot of a lot of the, the, the tea girls that I speak to on social media have a problem with with trying to be themselves and many people many many girls are only themselves when their wives are out and some are allowed when the wives are at home but in a different room and some are allowed in the same room but some don't even go out and I was like that for about eight or nine months but I just wanted to tell everybody I just it, it's a strange one because because it's not something to be embarrassed about it's something to be happy about and it's a good thing 
because I'm the best person I could possibly be now. Can I just say on that, it's really interesting to hear you say that you've told everybody that you know, but the people you haven't told are the people that you don't know. And for me, my fear is telling the people that I know. I don't mind that the people who don't know me know. So I'd happily tell all my neighbours rather than my children and my family. I haven't done for the same reasons you can't and haven't, because my wife doesn't want me to, I hasten to add, and I respect that. But I'd find it an awful lot easier to walk out my front door dressed as Rachel and confront all my neighbours and say, well, what the hell, it's your problem. If you don't like it, it's your problem. Yeah. But the thought of telling my children and my, my, my relations fills me with fear. So it's the opposite of where you are. It's a really interesting one, that. Isn't it funny, though, that there'll be people you'll have known and love all your life who won't know, yet the manager of the local bar knows. I know, it's bizarre, isn't it? And, and he's known you how long? Uh, so, and, and there are people like that know, have known me only a few years who know, because they're the type of person that, that would accept it and completely embrace it, and they have. But there's people I've known most of my life who I thought, I can't tell you. And to be fair, I would tell them. I've got to a point now where I'd be quite happy to tell them. And if they went by the wayside, then that's so the way it is. That's I, I, their loss, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what Pink Fog, me, it's me, you're caught up in this, this, this female world. And it's a strange one because I was born male, yet from a very, very early age, like most if not all tea girls have been dabbling with female things such as games and clothes and um and, and we'll probably come to it at some stage how early and how how it how it all started um, i would like to know how you know if anyone's listening and want to email me that's fine sweetlips12 at gmail.com and just you know how long have you been dressing and consider yourself trans and what's your life experiences and where are you on the spectrum and if you're out who too um because that'd be really nice to hear from other people just um just we're putting ourselves out there you know we're putting ourselves out in the forefront here and i'm quite happy for people to to give us their own experiences and we can talk about them um in in, in future podcasts um i um <laughs> i wrote a poem quite early on and I'm not a poet, although some people say, once you've, started, you've written a poem, you are a poet. So I'm not a published poet, but I, I write a lot of poetry and, and I post a lot on, on Instagram. Um, I wrote a poem about um, called Set Me Free, and it's very short, and I'll, I'll share it with you. Um, Set me free, like a peacock, I must strut and show off my feathers once in a while. Let me out to display my spirit, set me free to fly and be me oh, that's lovely. and that's 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 how i feel i have worn gray t-shirts and shorts all my life but since last june 2020 just when all the lockdowns was starting to finish i was i was able to buy a few bits and pieces and and when you're new to all this you you I did anyway, I went cheap because I wasn't sure things would fit and I didn't want to try things on in the shop. But once I started, I can't say it, I couldn't stop. It's, it's easy to say once that. Once you met me, that's a couple of grand to get overdrawn at the bank. I had no chance, <laughs> <laughs> no chance. 
And, and we had an experience a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? I um, <laughs> because I was born male. I have things down down below that um, that males who are born male most mainly have. So I have to get some um, some tight undies to to keep them in. And um, lucky you. And I went. <laughs> <laughs> I went to um, a shop. Um, it used to be in the UK, and it's now not in the UK. Um, called CNA. And I had to rifle through the men's underwear to get these undies. And I went as Carla, and I felt really, really uncomfortable <laughs> rooting through men's underwear dressed as Carla. And the reason I say that is because the first time I went out shopping, I was dressed as a man. And I was looking for things for Carla. And I felt really, really uncomfortable <laughs> looking for female it. clothes. <laughs> and and I, I found a pair of shoes. And I'm quickly having to... Take my shoes and socks off. Shove it on quickly. I remember trying <laughs> and quick and quickly take it off before anyone saw. And these people who were seeing me would probably never ever see again. Yeah, I was so conscious. Um, but now it's the other way around, and I can't go shopping for female clothes unless I'm dressed as Carla. <laughs> it's so much more natural, so much more me. Um, so so. It's a lifelong thing, and and and, and we've, we've sort of we're going to alluded to we're going to talk about that in the future um, about about lifelong things and how we did it um, and what we what we did what we did as we were growing up. But I just just I just say that the the coming out was the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, absolutely, the best thing I've ever done. It's I I I was on um, I was on Facebook this morning. And um, I'm in my 50s and I'm early retired. And somebody said, I'm coming up to retirement. What do people suggest? And I, I replied, it's the best thing I ever did. And I mentioned the things I did, such as I write poetry. I've written for a, a national website. I, I'm a hypnotherapist. But I put, I've actually found myself for the first time in my life. And I've never been happier. And that is what the reason we're doing this because we just want people to be happy and there are people out there who who maybe we don't want people breaking up their marriages and doing things that their wives don't want or their husbands don't want or whatever their partners but we want to encourage those who want to take that step and are able to take that step but for some reason can't they're not on their own are they? you're so it. not on your own and there's just so many people out there that want to do the same things so we're like, we're sort of um, trying to encourage people to say, you know, to, to think about it, that you're not on your own. And if you want to send us a message or, um, or, or to send us your experiences and actually do it and tell us how it went. Because it's, it's, it's people say it's a big bad world. It's not a big bad world out there because we're generally accepted in in. in you know, in, in most most times we're, we're accepted. Uh, I'd say most times. <laughs> the first we probably the odd look, the odd look. Uh, that's yeah. it. You know, whether you consider that accepted or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, you get the odd look, and, and we're, we're, we're both we're both um, very very attractive, aren't we? You know, absolutely. <laughs> we might be biased a little bit as well, but we are. Yeah, yeah. and we've had a we have had a, a glass of wine. Um, and so, it, it is only 3.55 as well in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, blimey. <laughs> so, so that's, that's our first episode. Um, 
we're gonna we're gonna put lots of other things in and, we, and have you got any suggestions of what you want us to talk about um this has been around about 20 minutes so we're, we're coming to to the end now um and just i'll just repeat the um the email address sweet lips with a double p sweet lips 12 at gmail.com and um and hopefully we'll um, we'll get lots of interaction lots of ideas and um and, and lots of positivity because that's what we're here for um, so from um, from Carla, I'd like to say uh, have a lovely week, and um, hope to hear from you soon. And for me, Rachel, hasta luego, mi amigos. Hasta luego, baby. Hasta luego, baby. Bye. Hi, and welcome to Pink Fog Trans in Spain, episode two. Um, this is our podcast. Uh, my name is Carla. And hi, I'm Rachel. Hi. If you didn't listen to our first one, it's on Spotify and uh, Anchor. So you can uh, go back and listen to episode one. And um, I'd, I'd also like to say that if you've got any questions, anything you want to put to us, um, I'd like uh, to give you my email address, which is sweetlips, uh, all one word, double P, Sweetlips12, the number 12, at gmail.com. And uh, anything at all, and we'll try and cover it in future podcasts. Um, the podcast is intended for anyone who feels that the subject uh, is of interest um, and or has some relevance in your life. Um, be it that it's maybe a member, maybe it's you, or a member of your family, or your friends, or your colleagues, uh, or, or you're just generally interested, um, and we hope that you enjoy it. We hope it will be a little bit of entertainment for you, but also of interest, and, uh, and we'll keep you um, informed, maybe. Uh, we'll start by talking about the latest issues. Well, we were going to concentrate this week on... Um, on the safety on the streets and, and going out, um, especially the first time we went out um, as trans women or T-girls. Um, so, um, the big news, that, well, I've actually learned from last week, um, you always learn, don't you? We're quite new to this. Um, and one of the things we have learned is that we pour a glass of wine before we start, rather than halfway through. So, cheers to everybody and hope you enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, the, uh, we'll start with the news, news of the week really and um, the big news this week in relation to what we're talking about and safety on the streets was obviously that it's been very well covered in the UK is the uh, sentencing of the murderer of, of Sarah Everard and it's highlighted um, a lot of issues but in particular um, the safety of women at the hands of men on the streets um, I um, I'm a trans woman, or T-girl, um, not a cisgender woman, but as I have um, become more and more out and, and, and started going out a lot more, I've noticed that the, um, particularly amongst men, um, find us of interest, um, interestingly, as maybe as they drive, drove, drive past in their cars. Um, I've also noticed uh, in the last week that there are many people, and, and, and I'll give an example, there's a TV programme in the UK that's on every day, 
and they encourage people to phone in and one of the people on there um, said she um, didn't agree with trans women using uh, female toilets um, and um, women spaces as she called them and uh, I've also seen a lot of that mentioned on um, Facebook and, and Twitter um, the same woman a few months ago also argued that she didn't believe the toilets should cater for trans women there should just be a male and female to toilet therefore she has um, in my opinion contradicted herself um, and it's it's uh, it's it's left us no no further on. She she wasn't challenged by the person that asked her the question, who was the same person that asked her a few months ago, and it made me think. Well, what is what exactly are we supposed to do if we need the toilet? Because um, bottom line is we only want a wee, um, and that's it. You know, we're not there to do anything else. And um, and do you think that trans women will be safe in a male toilet, given they're not? Um, they're not safe in a female toilet. Uh, given women are feeling at the moment unsafe when men are around, sending a trans woman into a male toilet um, doesn't exactly seem a sensible thing to do. So I'll, I'll just, unless there's anything you want to add to that? <coughs> I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's asking for trouble. There's just no way when you're presenting female that you can go into the toilet, a men's toilet, I always go into the ladies' toilets and I bump into ladies in them and they've not said anything, they might look, and I just look back and smile. But I have heard of people having a, a, a different response and I get that. But it's it's an irrelevant argument because the problem really is, as I think we were talking earlier, uh, just you and I, that it's labels again. Society put labels on male and female and that's it. At the end of the day, they are just toilets. And perhaps they should just have toilets and it's occupied when it's occupied, and it's vacant when it's vacant. And as a consequence, there wouldn't be any discrimination. But that's a topic for another day. Yeah, we, we actually get... Women actually give us compliments. Um, um, so, you know, for it to be an issue is, is, is a, an unusual argument, because we, we, we've both been complimented in bars, haven't we, about oh, how God, we look yeah, yeah. by women. Um, um, So we, 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 we look at safety on the streets and, um, and how um, going out for the first time and going out regularly as a trans woman um, affects us. Um, so we've already mentioned the toilet. Um, we were out the, uh, the other day. We don't, we don't want to overplay the negative stuff. Um, actually, I'll start with that so that we can get out of the way. <laughs> Since, don't want to, but we don't want to overplay it. Um, since the Sarah Everard murder in March, there's been 80 women murdered at the hands of men in the UK. And I would imagine most of them are domestic or, or ex-partners. Ex um, and, and there'll be a lot of people who say, well, men have been murdered as well. And um, I can pretty much guarantee without looking that most of those men will have also been murdered by men. Um, so we'll 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 just say we know about the safety, and we also will touch on it a little bit later when we talk about our safety. In that we're we're not claiming that we are living the full female experience because we've only been out for a certain amount of time, and we've not lived our whole lives as women. And the the women in our lives will tell us constantly 
if, if they're asked that the things that we're now subject to which we'll, we'll bring up is something that they go through um, on a regular basis um, so we'll move on to our safety on the streets and I'll mention that what happened um, Rachel will tell us what tell you what happened <laughs> to us last um, last Monday night wasn't last oh Monday, wasn't my it? god yeah well we're at our local bar that we go to each week which is round the corner and it's actually an LBGT friendly bar and it's listed as an LBGT friendly bar as well on, on social media never had a problem they're really nice in there full of different people um, always lovely and in fact most of the times that we've walked home in the evening back to the apartment we've never had any issues you get your glance you get the horn blowing you get people all that stuff but last week Carl and I were walking back from the bar and a gentleman was behind us and I actually thought he was on his phone and I turned round and saw him behind us. And actually, if you remember, we, we let him try and walk past us, mm, thinking he was yeah. trying to get past. Yeah, yeah. And he stopped, and he started speaking to us in Spanish. And very quickly, I cottoned on that he was actually interested in us. Uh, but not in a horrible, violent way, but in a, in a sexual way. Um, but even so, it's still some kind of harassment, if you want. Um, I hasten to say he was quite a nice man. He was quite well-mannered, quite quiet. He didn't display any violent behaviour towards us. He wasn't um, aggressive towards not us. Not aggressive at all. But he was bloody insistent because I, he basically said, well, I'll give you a certain amount of money if you perform a certain act on me. And I just laughed and said, no, it's not my thing. And then he, 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 he accosted you and asked you to do the same thing. And this carried on until we got almost round to the front door of the apartment block, which, you know, in hindsight maybe wasn't the best strategy, but we just wanted to get home because you were being picked up. Yeah, yeah. And it was in the main entrance towards the apartment, and, and he, he, he still wouldn't go. So I said that we're lesbians to try and get rid of him. And he turned around and said, well, in that case, and I'll give you 100 euros to watch both of you. And I, we just both laughed at him and opened the door and shut it and locked it behind us, and that was him gone. Um, but it does show you, you do get attention. And uh, if that had been a first time out for either one of us, it would probably have been quite freaky. It's some front to, to approach us, though. I mean, oh. I, in my heels, I'm six foot tall. And I'm not far behind. You know, I've, you know I'm, I'm what's best will in the world. I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not heavy, I'm not fat. But, I'm, I'm, you know, I can... It's quite obvious I can look after myself if... Uh, Compared with a, a slight woman, a slighter frame of a woman, um, a, a cisgender-born woman, and I, I, it, a, a bloke on his own is willing to do that. Yeah. Makes you wonder, and, and and it's interesting you say he was, he was, he seemed a decent sort of fella. Well, what kind of decent sort of fella? Because I'd, I'd be interesting to any of the women listening to this. If um, if your fella went up to two trans women and did what he did. Would you consider that a decent fella? <laughs> well, ironically... Let's go forward a week. Last night, <laughs> I was in the same bar, albeit on my own, because Carla wasn't out yesterday with me. And I walked in, and who happened to be sitting in that bar? But he was there, this very same guy, but with his bloody wife, having a meal. And he saw me, and he... He went quite pale for a Spanish guy. They're normally quite tan. He looked quite pale and quite unwell for a bit. Um, I did sit next to them on the next table, but I deliberately did that just to annoy him. But I didn't want to cause a problem, so I didn't say anything. But that freaked him out. 
So I think he was one of the nicer ones of the horrible bunch. He clearly didn't want to have an issue in front of his wife. Uh, but how ironic is that? Well, what would he have done? So, well, what would he have what done? I, have done? I could have been really, really bad and, and dropped him right yeah. in it, but I don't want to break someone's marriage up, so that's not what You I'm should about. have said, here's your change. <laughs> here's your change from last week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, can you imagine if we had have said yes, that would have been really difficult, but there you go, we won't go there. So, yeah, it was really interesting, but, you know, on the whole, he wasn't aggressive, he wasn't nasty, he was quite insistent. That's, why you mean, that's what you mean by... A decent, you know, yeah, but Dorothy, what I will yeah. pick up on is what you said is he must have a lot of confidence because I tell you what, it takes some balls to do that because you know he was on his own and he, you know, he obviously must have reckoned himself a bit. But fair play, I mean, he did what he did. And he was a bit younger than us, wasn't he? So, yeah, but anyway, so but it does make you wonder. I, I imagine an experience like that could, could you know, could cause all this because transphobia works two ways because. I bet there's a lot of trans girls that haven't been out for the first time because of what they've seen on social media or heard about. They're scared yeah. of what might yeah. happen. Yeah. And I remember, crikey, it was probably three, four years ago now, probably longer than that when I first went out dressed in secret. And I was terrified because of what I'd seen on social media, because of what I'd heard, what people had said. And I was expecting the world to be a big, horrible, scary place. And I went outside, and it was still the same world it was when I went outside in guy mode. Only this time, I was being the real me. And the only person that had the issue was me inside my head. And nothing happened. No one said anything. I might have got a couple of looks. But it wasn't anything like what I expected it to be. In fact, it was perfectly safe and normal, scary and exhilarating all at once. And I think really... We have to try and look at these two things because there's a perceived expectation of what's going to happen when you set your foot outside. And then there's the real life experience of what happens when you do. And again, I can only speak for me. The two are very different. What you think is going to happen doesn't happen. It's nothing like it. And in fact, the first time you came out, my God, you went shopping to the hairdressers, to a bar, ice cream on the seafront. Exactly. Your first time yeah. out with me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, when we're, we're part part of what we're doing is trying to encourage people to take that first step, not not against anybody's advice or despite what your partner says, but those people who are reticent and they think I'm scared to go out, but I would if I could. Just do it, and obviously you you have to be mindful of where you're going, what time you're going, and you know how you're dressed and everything else. That that that's. That's, that law will add to the experience and to the, the issues about how you're accepted and stuff. But in general terms, apart from being looked at now and again, I don't, in six months since I've been going out, I've hardly had any... I'm very, very rare do I get any negative negativity. Although I did say at the start, you know, we, we, we get blokes driving past and shouting out of cars, but they're well away. So you do get the negative stuff, but not it's not that often. Um, we had this bloke the other night, we had a couple of fellas that hanging out of a car shouting, uh, a couple of builders a few weeks ago. And I uh, had one on my way to pick you up a few months back. I was put up at the traffic lights and I've got a, I'm lucky enough to have a convertible car with a roof down here and I was wearing quite a short skirt, so it's probably my own fault. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, and two English lads in a transit van were hanging out the window making various comments and jeering me on because of the way I was dressed and who I was and they were loving it and 
So I, I wound them up and waited for the lights to go green and zoomed off and they were stuck at the green light and we were getting hooted by everybody, which was funny. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah you, 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 your fault for having a short skirt on. Welcome Apparently, to the yeah. world of but then I've got long being jeans. judged. I've got jeans that cover all my legs from hip to, to, to ankle, but they make my bum look shapely. So if I wear, I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. <laughs> so this whole thing about it's what you wear is irrelevant. People are people. And generally you find with these guys, apart from the guy last week, they tend to be more than one of them. It's very rare for me that I've had any negative or jeering or wolf whistling or any comments from a single guy on his own. Apart from that one last week, they're normally a two or three of them in the group. They're probably showing off a bit of male bravado. It's very rare I've seen it on their own, to be honest. Most men are scared on their own. It's that argument about wolf whistling, isn't it? And, and the, the argument from them is that it's a compliment. Well, if it's a compliment, they'd be happy to do it when they were walking along with their wives and girlfriends. <laughs> They'd be happy to do it to a group of women when they were on their own. They'd, why don't they wolf whistle their child's teacher or their bank manager if she's a woman? Um, why don't they make those comments then if it's a compliment? If it's a compliment, you wouldn't have a problem doing it. Um, uh, that's a nice dress you wear. It really suits you. Is a compliment. Yeah. Um, what a great pair of tits you've got, isn't? So, you know, it's it's you know, let's 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 just reality here. Mind you. Being devil's advocate, as a trans girl, if somebody actually said that to you, you probably would take it as a compliment, wouldn't you? That's different. That's a different <laughs> dynamic, though, isn't it? Completely different Sorry dynamic. Sorry about that, but just thinking you about it. You do feel vulnerable. <laughs> I, get, I, I completely get that, but it's a completely different dynamic involved with that. Um, <laughs> it's true, it, 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 Yeah, I and mean, it shows. It shows we have... I'm not, we're, we're not trying to be women. We're trans women. We can't. We were we were born male, but we identify as women, and that's not that's not something we've chosen. It's something that we are, and that's and and so we we can't identify as women fully. We can't we can't do that, but we can identify as the best trans woman we can. That be. is a biggie for me, because all all my time I've been wanting to present fully female as a woman. Hate to use the word pass, etc., etc. And I have had, I had, I have had some real personal issues that are inside my head. And then you said to me, I think you'd had a session, a counselling session with somebody, and you you turned around and said, "Look, you're never going to be a woman. You're a trans woman, and be the best trans woman you can be." And that was a penny drop moment for me. Yeah. And it made me feel so much better inside. I'm never going to be a hundred percent woman, but I can be a hundred percent tea girl. I can be the best 100% T-girl you'll ever meet. You touched on the, the, the support there with the counselling. Um, the best thing you can possibly do is speak to somebody. It might be a supportive friend. It might be a member of the family. Could it be your partner? Uh, my first conversation was with my partner. Uh, and she's been amazing. Absolutely unbelievable. But it could be anyone. And there are plenty of people out there who... who who will counsel you or will chat to you and stuff. But if you can find someone who will support you, that will be um, that will be the ultimate goal and you can be the person you want to be. That's that's who you are. I mean just sorry coming in, we both had counselling fun from the same person and what I will say is I will speak up for a third party non connected counsellor because the counsellor we both use has never met us in person, doesn't know who we are outside of our phone calls and, 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 and the presence that we've shown. 
but because of that removedness, if that's a word, they're able to give impartial, good advice. Not, and sometimes the advice is hard because, and you've done counselling, I've done NLP counselling, mm -hmm. and sometimes you've got to tell people things that are really, really hard. And then if you're connected to that person in some way, it can it can jaundice you a bit in your in your willingness to share that with them. Whereas if you're completely removed and completely benign, you're going to say it warts and all. So actually, finding a counsellor that is not connected to you emotionally, I think, is the best thing to do because then they will they will tell you the real story. And sometimes the issue is us, as you found out. Sometimes it's the rest of the world, but most of the time it's what's between your own ears. And it's just us coming to terms with what we think's going on in the you can only world. Ch you can only change what you've got control over. And, exactly. um, and, and, and the worst case scenario is often uh, unlikely at best. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, my worst case scenarios haven't happened yet. Um, it's all been positive, pretty much all been positive. So much so that I'd wish I'd done this so, so many years ago. And, and, and I wonder where, where, where what would have happened had it happened so many years ago but that's 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 life isn't it i mean how many of us sitting here listening to this oh my God. will think i wish i'd done this so many years ago you only regret the things you don't do you know? if you've done things you'll have learned by them if you if you think oh my god i shouldn't have done that well you've learned by it if you don't do something you can never ever you know experience it you can never you know regret anything that you haven't done I don't regret anything I've ever done. I only regret the things I've never done. Let's and you said something to me in the car, remember Carl, a few few weeks back, maybe a few months ago, if only you'd done this 20 years <laughs> ago. And I came straight back with a bit flippantly, I know. Well, in 20 years' time, this is 20 years ago. Today is 20 years ago in the future. In 20 years' time. So, so don't put off now what you might regret in 20 years. You've just got to live every day and do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, just going back to about going out and taking your first step, one thing we haven't mentioned, I totally get it if you're in the closet and your partner doesn't know and your neighbours yeah, don't know yeah, and yeah. the postman doesn't know, you're not going to want to walk out the door in full regalia and risk somebody finding out that's close to you that can't find out for whatever reason right now. Totally understand that. And we're not advocating that you do that or yeah. take any unnecessary risks. But... Putting that to one side, if it's just fear of taking that first step that is stopping you, then all I've got to say is it's not as bad as you think and you just need to girl up and go and do it. Absolutely. That's a great way to finish. <laughs> Can I just um, give you my website? Oh, not my website. The website's on its way. Um, the the uh, email address. Sweet lips with two Ps. If you can find a toilet that will accept you. Oh. <laughs> uh, sweet lips with two Ps, oh 12 at gmail.com. Please um, get in touch if, you, uh, if you've listened and enjoyed it. And if you've got anything you want us to, to cover, please let us know. Uh, until next time, um, we bid you farewell. Hasta Cheers. Luego. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.